So welcome to an episode that unfolds the process of turning pollution into art where creativity meets sustainability. What if we told you that your favorite t-shirt was printed with air pollution? Today, let's dive into the world of Gravity Labs and their ground-breaking technology that transforms carbon emissions into products like ink and paint, leaving a positive mark on the canvas of our planet. Welcome back to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Earth, a podcast dedicated to exploring the latest advancements in sustainability and how we can work together to create a more resilient future. I'm your host Prabhu, and in today's episode, um, we have a special guest, the CEO and co-founder of Gravity Labs, Mr. Nikhil Kaushik. Through his venture Gravity Labs, he's partnered with big companies like Johnny Walker, Pan Gaia, and Dell. to make a positive impact on the environment mr nikhil is skilled in managing products handling finances and negotiating deals and his passion lies in using these skills to fight against climate change and make a difference outside of work he also helps non-profit organizations that focus on education farming and sustainability very excited to have you, uh, to have you on board sir thank you so much for joining us today it's my pleasure bro All right, so let's jump into into the conversation. Yeah. Um, I'd love to start with the most interesting part: your product airing. Uh, what experiences sparked the idea of turning carbon emissions into ink? Uh, well, interestingly, uh, my co-founder Anirudh uh, got this idea. Uh, I think in one of his trip to his hometown, and uh, if you think of it, it's very simple, right? Uh, you see pollution the put imprints of pollution everywhere around you and a lot of that shows up in you know darkened walls wherever you know you have generators running or you you know wherever you park uh, vehicles where you they are static you know while still being on and you see a lot of emissions start you know accumulating on those walls and uh, that was the initial idea of it and from there on i think the journey has been very different uh, look at that idea and to create a product i think the journey really goes in different directions and uh, but yeah that was a very initial idea and uh, i think both of us have always done things which uh, in our lives always had a social side to them though we have always done commercial things uh, and i think this one of the ideas this was one of those ideas that really fit into it yeah All right. It's so interesting how like such a simple thing could spark off like a whole venture. I'm really like I'm I'm really excited to know more about it. Um, leading on to my next question, can you give us a brief about the production process? Basically, how you transformed this idea into reality? Uh, if you think of it, it's very simple. You know, when you look around, anything that is black in color, it's uh, basically carbon black. which is giving that blackness to it and uh, what we are doing essentially is we are taking particulate emissions and similar pigments now we are also exploring things like battery waste and other things which can then be used as a replacement for carbon black or other pigments that are giving colors other than black for example gray uh, the process is simple you know you take those emissions which could be initially we started off with the idea that we will capture our own emissions later on we realize it is better to just collaborate with industries that are already doing some sort of capture but 
work with them to make it more efficient and find a commercial value out of it. So we work with industries, sequester their particular emission, particulate emissions, and also work with other sort of you know carbon pigments. And the challenge is where the core work happens is that how do you take something that is not that is a waste material is amorphous also it's not consistent doesn't have the same particle size or you know the normal properties that you may get from a factory manufactured pigment and that's where the chemistry comes into play where we remove the impurities from that pigments from those emissions and make them more consistent to work as a replacement for carbon black essentially doing two things that we make air a bit more cleaner along with that we reduce the dependence on uh, carbon black which is a petrochem so we are helping in a way helping reducing the dependence on petroleum yeah. all right um so it's fair to say that the carbon emissions that you use are your raw material and the ink is your end product am i right absolutely and uh, are these processes linked like uh, is the cap- carbon captured in the same place as the ink is used or how does that work uh, that would be the most ideal situation and uh, something that we we do strive for i should say but uh, it's not the most efficient solution because if you look at ink manufacturing it's a it is an industrial process and so is capture uh, not necessarily both the things will have a commercial value in the same place it could be in a few cases but most of the cases the usage of the end product may be in different location and uh, it happens to us every day that we ship we end up shipping our products to different countries i think we have shipped to more than 80 countries till now um unless and until there is sufficient demand in a particular location uh, i don't think that sort of a circular economy can be created but that's definitely a sort of a tunnel dream from us for us but not yet uh, these are right now sort of a linear process happening in different parts of the world connected and uh, we do hope that in some day in the future we might be doing it in a you know in a closed loop in a particular location itself um, definitely it's uh, you know really perfect to say that um, something that that sounds so easy on paper will actually be very hard to implement so um, going forward It's been around 2 years since Capoxid connected with you last. Yeah. What is your journey been like since then? Uh I think last 2 years have been pretty a lot of experiments, uh, a lot of failures. Uh we tried our hands at for example CO2 capture which hasn't panned out well till date. Uh though we remain positive in some of the ways that it might work out in future but uh I think we as a team have always done a lot more experiments than sales <laughs> and we have always been proud of that but uh, last few years a few collaborations are going on you know, for example you mentioned Johnny Walker at the start of this podcast and uh, interestingly we were supposed to launch an Indian edition of Johnny Walker in a couple of days I think that has been postponed though but uh, yeah so last couple of years have been a lot of collabs with different type of people different type of industries uh, but a lot of exciting experiments exciting failures and hopefully this journey remains like this also coming years all right that sounds really exciting um so as we all know that any innovation or any new technology comes with its own set of challenges so what are the kind of challenges that you faced was it more at the production end or uh, was it more uh, in launching the product in the industry 
I think at every level there are challenges. Uh, one of the biggest challenge for us was we didn't come from any of these industries. I am a I'm a chartered accountant. I understand finance. Uh, from that, from there to go into production of an ink is a very different journey, and, I, and it same basically same rule applies, same pattern for every other team member of mine. We have been we, as a team, we have always been not from the space, so we have learned our ways into it. But uh, when you look at this product itself, uh, at the end of the day, ink is a chemical, and uh, it has its own ways of production. It has its own ways of shipping. And if you ask me, the biggest challenge was neither production or market. It was the biggest challenge was uh, logistics and delivering this product to different parts of the world. And it continues to be a challenge every day. Uh, it's not an easy product to ship. All right. Uh, since you mentioned that uh, you all were from different industries, so it would have probably been harder to overcome it. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you, uh, you know? overcame these challenges and you are here today i think we see it other way though there is a learning curve associated to it but also a lot of or in some cases i should say not in every case sometimes it is better that you are not part of that industry start because that allows you to not get you know restricted by the the taught knowledge of that industry that you know these are the things you won't do these are the things you can do in a way you are allowed if you come from outside you are allowed to break a lot more rules that the industry might be following so we never saw it as a challenge but yes the learning curve was there for sure but for us i think anybody who is looking at it especially when it comes to climate change i think uh, going forward you don't have to really feel like that i'm out of this space you know i'm i don't belong to this this space is still developing we still don't know what are the things that will really end up solving the problem so it could be anybody in his you know daydream or night dream figure out something and go about building it doesn't matter what sort of skills you have in from day one you can bring those skills later on i think bringing the team together and you know creating that vision is far more important than having core skills i'm not saying core skills don't matter trust me they do a lot but i think you can get a lot more people to do that with you and for you so as an individual i think for us it was never a limitation but yes it, everything comes with its own challenges even if you are from the same industry definitely and uh, since uh, you know you're tackling a very niche um, industry that's you know upcoming in today's times yes. can you tell us a little bit more about your market and where your products currently sell and how that whole process was for you so it's very interesting that we started or we had no idea we think of it you know if i ask you have you ever thought how, you know where the ink comes from the pen ink that you're using in your pen or your marker what is the supply chain looks like right uh, these are the questions that none of us ever bothered about you know in our offices somebody will come and you know refill the printer every now and then and we never bothered about how does that market look like so i don't think again as i said you know coming from outside we never followed the conventional ways of how you sell the ink uh, we have through i should to some hard work and some luck we have always been able to get the larger brands to associate with it and then let them handle the supply chain on their side to work with us and this is not the conventional approach normally you 
conventionally you will for example our ink manufacturer will sell the ink to a printer not to the brand who will use the printer's products so for example let's say you you talked about t-shirts uh, normally an ink you know printer will buy the ink from an ink manufacturer not the brand in our case we generally work with the brands and we collaborate with their printers get our you know products delivered with not to the end consumer um the interesting thing is something which we realized over a period of time is that and we didn't it started with that problem we were not solving the problem of making a more sustainable black color uh but we realized that black color is something that needs to be solved because unlike many other colors that are very easily available you know in natural alternative be it green red blues they are so available in nature black is not and making a sustainable black color in a way became the problem that we are solving for and uh, wherever the applications of it might be be it apparel be it packaging those are the industries that where our focus is and uh, what we see is that uh, currently we, we i don't say we sell our products we basically collaborate with businesses make products with them rather than selling something that i have so most of our collabs are about the co-developing solutions and so we remain open to what sort of end use it might be so what i'm doing with johnny walker is not same as what i did with dell or what i did with tengaya or what i might do with my next collaboration all of those applications have very different use cases uh, and that's how we are building this you create a portfolio of applications which in later on can be more commoditized and scaled up all right that is something very new and is there anything specific that drove you to take this different approach like uh, apart from what the conventional ink companies or paint companies would do uh i don't have a very honest answer very clear answer to that because yeah. a lot of things you know in hindsight you can say hey we planned that but uh, mm-hmm. i believe a lot of things happen organically and uh, later on you develop yourself you know your rules around that so i think a lot of things initially happen through very organic growth and very sudden growth initially and then in a way we started developing rules around that uh also the fact is that if you want uh to create especially in sustainability space we we if you remember i don't know you remember, at least i remember in my school and i i finished my schooling in 2004 uh we used to get this recycled paper notebooks and uh, they used to be yeah. really bad quality so the goal was okay you recycle whatever you can and push to the market maybe at a lower price but you put it to the market and it's a great solution at the end of the day the problem was that any you know 10 or 11 year old kid is not excited about using a bad quality notebook right so we don't that we never wanted to so our goal was don't create a product that starts from a where the quality is lower than the existing products so our whether it is same or better and if you want to do that it means initially your pricing will be higher than a conventional product and that that in a way limits your ability to go via conventional selling rules so if you want to cover recover the higher you know costs that you have to incur it is better to do a different approach which is more of a brand building approach and i think that's what we in a way we went about that but i would still not say that it was the day one you know insight that this is how we going to do it it happened organically over a period of time it became sort of a our go to approach yeah all right um that's amazing um going on to my next question 
is your company funded currently we have a small check from a couple of guys but most of our work has been done using our own revenue accruals uh, but yeah we have some very small checks from uh, one is our really big benefactors passion for good another is mit based fund e14 yeah. alright wow that is um, amazing um so as an innovator in the sustainability space what is your road map for the next 5 years Oh, to be honest, I'm personally as well as as a team, we have we keep exploring new things, and I think uh, that exploration is going on. Uh, there is a lot to do in sustainability, which doesn't necessarily mean keep pushing your own solution. There are more things to do, and I think that's what I'm excited about. There is a lot happening post 2020 uh, globally as well as in India, and a lot more things that were not. Uh, acceptable to either governments or you know individual users are becoming more palatable now so i think uh, we do intend to keep building on airing and keep bringing it to different users across the world but there is a lot more to do in this space so we are not restricting ourselves to say we are only going to do airing we we, we are exploring and we have always explored newer ways to uh, do our bit to you know Uh, fight climate change uh, whether we succeed or not we don't know because there are mostly you end up when you're developing new things you end, there are a lot more failures than successes yes, definitely and um at this moment what would you be looking for to scale your technology like there's anything in particular if you could share that with our listeners um we are trying to avoid or inorganic approaches to scale solutions so we are not trying to that's why we we haven't raised much money because we don't want to use the convert that the new the, the new approach of scaling products we are going with our i our belief is that if you work with you know decently large companies and develop a product that they like using uh that is how you're going to scale over a period of time and that is the approach that we have been working with for last Three four years, and I think uh, we have decent portfolio of products and you know partners now. Uh, but the scaling is going to happen, you know, through their scaling. So it's not going to be uh, we are, we don't have a B two C approach. It's purely B two B. Most of our I think substantial part of our business is B two B only, which means that we work with them rather than you know push our product to them. But we are seeing some phenomenal you know products coming out of the collaborations and. Uh, I think next four or five years could be really interesting as to how these solutions that we have already developed scale along with these partners. But we are we are now we are trying to avoid, um, you know, pushing it to people who don't need it, and uh, also pushing it at a price that we cannot sustain. Definitely, I think that's the need of the hour because um, an approach like that would be something that can sustain itself in the long run. and that is what we need to fight a problem like climate change and um just out of curiosity like you've been working with uh, all these big companies and at the end of the day um since you're in the sustainability space uh, measuring your effectiveness or your impact would be a really important thing to show to your you know potential customers so how does that happen in your uh, company see we know our impact at factory gate and that's all what we can know at this stage 
because uh, I don't control where my product is used at the end of the day. So, for example, you say, "Hey, I want to use this product, and uh, I want to use it in, let's say, Mumbai." So th- that is a different impact versus using it in Chennai because the shipping footprint comes into play. So our goal is that we make as sustainable as a product at the factory gate, and it is measured very easily. Uh, but the end usage, and that's you know, it, it really connects very well to. Uh, one of your earlier questions about you know whether the consumption happens at the same place or not and as i said earlier that the goal is that in future maybe one day we will have those micro circular economies that we can just use a localized pollution source and put it to use in that location itself that will have the maximum impact at scale but right now the goal is to create more demand rather than worrying about and replacement rather demand the more demand i have it means more petroleum i'm replacing uh, that gives me in future the ability to have a larger impact than what I might be having right now for the same number of units being sold. Definitely completely agree with you and I think even all of our listeners are really looking forward to what's in store for us. So um, moving towards the end, can you leave our listeners with a call to action which uh, inspires them to take action against air pollution? I think First thing is don't think in terms of only air pollution. That's very important to understand. Climate change is a problem, and then it's you know its impact on different aspects of life is not just air pollution. It's not just about what you're breathing. Uh, it will have impact on what sort of water access you have in future. If you have higher temperatures, that will change your water cycles. That will change your food cycles. That will change your heating requirements. So, so many things are going to go under some massive transformation, good or bad, depending upon which part of the world you are in. You could be in a very cold place and suddenly you can, you know, have a warmer temperature and you may, may enjoy for a few days, but that will still impact so what sort of food you are eating. So, I think my only message for anybody who is thinking about climate change is that it is far more pervasive and far more, it has far more, you know, tentacles to it then you are thinking right now. So any solution that you may have to make farming more sustainable, making, you know, water more accessible, you know, water cleaning, water purification more accessible, air conditioning more, you know, sustainable. There are so many things to do. It's not just about what sort of fuel I'm using and what sort of car I'm, you know, buying next. These are, those are very few things, very narrow framework. And second thing that I want to say is that uh, climate change could be one of the things that will become pervasive to your careers in future. It may not be that you have a career in climate change. Every career may become climate, you know. The climate change may become part of every career that you may have. So it's so it's not too late. I shouldn't say it's very early. Uh, this space is still very, it's a very infant, sort of a very early days of it's you know as an industry so if you are interested in it don't get affected by that hey i didn't i'm I'm not an engineer or i am not a chemist i think there is so much to do in this space and uh, if you're a good storyteller if you're a good content writer if you're a good marketing person feel free to build in climate change there is so much to do and uh, don't get overwhelmed by the negativity that comes with it there is a lot of doomsday scenario that is going on Trust me, Earth is far more resilient than we give it credit to it. Credit to there is a so much 
we are millions of years old planet so don't worry about what is happening to earth it will survive what happens to us is in our hands so you know do what you can do for yourself for your immediate family society community that's how it's going to get solved millions of solutions micro macro will work together to make this problem go away maybe in next 20 40 30 years yeah perfect thank you so much i really like the way you put all of that forward um all right sir with that we come to the end and thank you so much for joining us taking out your time to give us some information and uh, i personally was very interested like i was going through your website and you know the products and the t-shirt prints really interest me a lot and i hope our listeners will also take something away from this discussion today I so it's a pleasure thanks for hosting me it was a pleasure thank talking thank you so much today. For our listeners, please join us on this learning experience and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred streaming platform, so you do not miss out on our upcoming episodes on similar topics. And while you're at it, do check out our website www.kapoxy.com, Instagram, and Twitter handle. Hope you had a pleasant experience being on board with us as we discuss uncomfortable topics for a comfortable future.